0: Is Viewpoint with attorney and author
1: Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one hour talk show confronting the issues of America's
0: heart and home. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Do I have a question for you? Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and then every member should relegate his conduct by the precepts exhibited in the Bible. What do you think would happen? According to John Adams, who was a U.S. minister to France, along with John Jay, who was the first uh, Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice, and Benjamin Franklin, according to them, John Adams helped negotiate the treaty with Great Britain ending the Revolutionary War. And here's what he said In a diary entry, February 22nd, 1756, long before the Revolutionary War, he said, Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should relegate his conduct by the precepts therein exhibited. Every member would be obliged in conscience to temperance, frugality and industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow men, and to piety, love, and reverence toward Almighty God. What a utopia. What a paradise would this region be. Well, that perhaps that really should be the goal of American democracy as a republic. Did we end up there? Well, he had some further comments to make. On June 21st, 1776, right there before our National Independence Day and the signing of the Declaration of Independence, John Adams wrote this. Statesman, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand, the only foundation of a free constitution is pure virtue. And if this cannot be inspired in our people in a greater measure than they have now, they may change their rulers and their forms of government, but they will not obtain lasting liberty. Perhaps we can understand what has happened in this land of supposed liberty. Liberty and justice for all, where there is very little liberty and very little justice. He goes on to ask, how is it possible that children can have any just sense of the sacred obligations of morality or religion if... From their earliest infancy, they learned that their mothers live in habitual infidelity to their fathers, and that their fathers in a constant infidelity to their mothers. So he went on to say in 1798, right before the Constitution was signed, we have no government armed with power, capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution because our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. You know why we have such problems in our country today? It's because we've deified democracy and demoted democracy. The God who made and preserved us a nation, it has left us with the demise of virtue and the explosion of vice. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever increasing conviction. Talk that transforms. And today we want to take a look at what is really going on. You see, it's easy to talk about democracy, 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 and you hear people say, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, and they always talk about our values, our values, our values, but they never talk about our virtues. Have you noticed that? Our founders talked about virtue, not values. But starting in the late 1960s and early 1970s, virtue was replaced by values. What are values? Values. Well, it's wherever you want them to be. Not what God wants them to be, not what the creator of the universe wants them to be, but what you want them to be at any given time, of course. And that could change from day to day, from month to month, from week to week, as it does, as you can see, revealed in our politics, revealed in the counterfeiting of democracy. You heard me correctly, the counterfeiting of democracy. You see, if you deify democracy, you have to counterfeit that which was ordained by God for people to do, for people to be. And that's exactly what's happened. And it's happened largely, if you want to look at a particular group of people in the country today that are primarily responsible for that, they're in blue states. Now, the blue states are identified with a political party, the Democratic Party, which is not democratic at all. In fact, it is intent on counterfeiting democracy and has been increasingly counterfeiting democracy for the past 50 to 60 years. Therefore, they cry democracy, 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 but in reality, what they're crying for Is my way or the highway? And my way is my way, as Frank Sinatra said, I'll do it my way. But God's way is not to be considered. In fact, nothing even close to God's way. Therefore, virtue is out and values are in. Are you beginning to get the sense of where we're going with this? I have on the broadcast desk today... Dozens of articles, we're not going to be able to get into all of them, but these are going to help us to understand what the deification of democracy has done to real democracy, what it's done to real values, which are called virtues, and how we have in fact redefined the very foundation of our country. That's the reason why Barack Obama hated the Constitution. He did not like it at all. He wanted to deify democracy and demise virtue. Virtue no longer mattered. And that's the reason why he said that the first thing I'm going to do is promote abortion. And I'm going to do it not only in this country, but all over the world, which he did. He then said, I'm going to advance the cause of homosexuality, which he did. Why could he choose those things? Because he chose things that defined the new Democrat Party, which was not interested in democracy as set up by our founders, but was interested in deifying democracy as the principal thing. That's why our founders, friends... Knew that we desperately need checks and balances and called it a republic. We'll be right back. I hope you'll stay tuned, friends, because as we begin to work through this, you're going to begin to see what has really happened and what we can do about it. Before going further, let me just make it very clear that today's program is not to exalt Republicans and to denigrate Democrats. In fact, it's to denigrate Republicans and Democrats who have embraced the deification of democracy and the demise of virtue, leading to the terrifying situations that we're now enjoying or experiencing, including the demise of banks. They're all connected, friends. So let me ask you a question. When was the last time, other than today, you heard someone use the word virtue? Think about it. When was the last time you heard someone use the word virtue? Just in regular conversation, not in your church In regular conversation, probably the last time you heard somebody use the term the fear of the Lord. In other words, probably not in your lifetime or anywhere near the last 25 to 30 years. So the word virtue has lost its place in American speech or parlance. It's become disfavored as a word because virtue is no longer considered something to be desired or preserved. So virtue became like a virus, and apparently Dr. Fauci would like to get rid of it altogether. Not the virus, but virtue, because he paid off scientists to abandon the lab leak theory, as we showed last week. He also has declared that notwithstanding all the proof to the contrary, that you're going to have to continue to be subject to forcible and mandated vaccines until who knows when. So, virtue became like a virus, something to be avoided. Morally defined virtue, then, was replaced by morally neutral values. Or at least they were considered to be morally neutral. They were only considered to be morally neutral because the new definition of virtue was now supposedly morally, morally neutral values that had no connection whatsoever to God, the Creator, the Bible, which was at the foundation of our form of government, the very concept of a democratic republic. So America was once known as the land of virtue, believe it or not. Our national symbols frequently included the word virtue, Virtue was an essential ingredient of the American way of life. In fact, it was, it was the element that bound us together. You remember the fellow Daniel Webster? He stated in 1830, union we reached only by the discipline of our virtues in the severe school of adversity. Virtue was a necessary part of true liberty and independence. So for that reason, Virtue was spoken in concert with the words liberty and independence in banners depicting all that was to define our American aspirations, including Pennsylvania's uh, motto. Hmm. Pennsylvania, where it seems that virtue is nearing demise, but virtue is not a plague, friends. Virtue is moral goodness. It's purity in heart, in motivation, in intention. It's morally sound behavior. It's behavior that which seeks the best for those around us. It's not self-serving, but other-serving. Virtue is the outward display of inward, godly, righteous character. Now, that having been said, we're going to take a look at some of the things that are developing here so that we can see how virtue has met its demise because of the deification of democracy. In other words, we have made democracy the Lord or God, but redefined it in the process. So we've actually counterfeited real democracy in order to deify it to be followed in our time. It's become the modern idol. Let's go to Indiana for a moment. On February 3rd, St. Mary's College, a Catholic women's college in Notre Dame, denied sophomore Clara Bittag's, uh, Bittag's request to organize a chapter of Turning Point USA because of the group's position on transgenderism. The conservative group, which affirms there are two biological sexes, which the Bible states clearly, and which anybody with a rational, reasonable mind knows to be true, has faced opposition on college campuses before. But St. Mary's refusal came as a surprise, given that the Catholic Church's stance on sexuality. So how did the Catholic Church's stance on sexuality at St. Mary's College get changed? It's not hard to understand, friends. The deification of democracy... The counterfeiting of democracy and the demise of virtue. So here's what happened. School administrators said that the style and content of Turning Point USA's messaging around LGBTQ issues do not align with the mission and values. Notice they didn't use virtues. They used values. The mission and values of St. Mary's. However, The same university's Sexuality and Gender Equity Club hosts events such as National Coming Out Day Celebration. So what are St. Mary's values? St. Mary's values are what they have chosen to embrace as defined by a culture that has established democracy as the do-what-I-want Not what I ought, message. Now, true democracy is based upon people doing freely what they ought to do rather than just what they want to do. In other words, true democracy has to be restrained by virtue. And without virtue, there can be no true democracy. In fact, So great is the problem that no matter how virtuous the people try to be as a whole, there's always going to be some pretty bad eggs in there that are going to mandate that we have some restrictions on their do-what-I-want-not-what-I-ought mentality, and that's called a republic. In other words, we elect representatives who are supposedly people of virtue and honor who will rise above the tenor of those who do not seem to grasp the comprehension of virtue and honor and do just what they want for their own reasons. And that's exactly what our founders saw. They understood that very thing. Listen to what Sam Adams had to say about this. He, therefore, is the truest friend to the liberty of his country who tries most to promote its virtue, not its values, its virtue, and who, so far as his power and influence extend, will not allow a man to be chosen into any office of power and trust who is not a wise and virtuous man. If we would most truly enjoy this gift of heaven, that is freedom, let us become a virtuous People. Now, I don't know how you get around that, except by repudiating it. And to repudiate it is to deify democracy. In other words, to make democracy itself your lord and your master. If you make democracy your lord and master, what you are basically saying is people should be allowed to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, even keeping you from doing what you want or saying what you need to say because they don't like it. That's what St. Mary's did. St. Mary's said, we have bought into a whole new definition of democracy. We have bought into the culture's mandate rather than Christ's mandate, yet they purport to be a Catholic college. And it's not just the Catholics. It's Protestants as well. Even so-called evangelical Protestant colleges and universities. It's an amazing thing. Now, let's take a look at a few other things. Here's a report by the numbers. It's called a marital recession. Fewer couples are heading to the altar amid a cohabitation trend and dating divide. So what does it look like? Well, The share of young Americans between the ages of 18 and 34 who are married, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, marks a precipitous decline of a bedrock social institution. In other words, a bedrock virtue. Since in 1978, the number of young Americans, 18 to 34, that were married stood at 59%. Today it stands at 25 percent, less than half. How could that be? It's because we've deified democracy and thumbed our nose at Godly virtue, even oftentimes among Christians. Now what does that look like? Well, 126.9 million, that's the number of unmarried adults in the United States according to the Census Bureau. 17 million, the number of unmarried Americans cohabiting with a significant other, is up from 6 million 20 years ago, according to the Census Bureau. In other words, it's almost three times as many. Why? Because we've repudiated virtue in favor of our personal values. You see... We can talk all we want about rights and about freedoms and about all of this stuff, but we don't understand what we're talking about. We just don't seem to get the connection. We're not connecting the dots as to how all of this fits. Here's another illustration. Dr. Fauci and others suppressed the British recommendation to use ivermectin against covid you say, well, what does that have to do with democracy? What does that have to do with uh, uh virtue? What does that have to do with the demise of values and the uh counterfeiting of democracy? It has everything to do with it, friends. Because Dr. Fauci, standing in the place of relative authority, perceived authority, chose to override, reject, reasonable, and definable truths in order to carry on a secondary agenda and that was to preserve his power, perks, and position. And to allow his facilitating of massive monies to be made through Pfizer and Moderna and so on. That's why he did it. There was no virtue involved in it. He had his own Values that he was superimposing upon the people. That's anti-democracy, friends. That's dictatorship. And yet it's perpetrated by those primarily in blue states. They kept driving the lordship of Dr. Fauci, including many in the Republican Party, but almost everybody in the Democrat Party. They had long ago abandoned virtue as the foundation for American democracy and replaced it with values, their own values. Nothing that would bind the people together, as our founders saw. And in addition to that, the former CDC director said that Dr. Fauci sidelined anyone who would question him on the COVID origin even people who were supposed to be in authority he sidelined them purposely does that sound like democracy to you no he silenced people i thought democracy is supposed to give us the opportunity to speak no not the new democracy not the new deification of democracy No, that allows only those who embrace the new deification to speak. And anyone else is an infidel and must be sidelined and silenced. So let's think about this. If you were to define, if you were to go back uh, to our Constitution, for instance, and the Bill of Rights, would we not find some essential elements there that would help us to understand at least the functioning mechanics of what a democratic form of government would look like. I think we would. Let's explore that next before we go into this next series of articles. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. You're listening to Viewpoint. And Viewpoint, friends, is determining our destiny, whether you believe it or not.
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chrismeyer and Save America Ministries.
0: joining us here on viewpoint viewpoint does determine destiny when i say that i'm talking about your viewpoint and mine there are no neutral viewpoints friends none every viewpoint we have is determining destiny in some way so we need to somehow correct our viewpoints or our destiny is going to be radically distorted or destroyed that's what's happening and so here on this program we're seeking to encourage, to strengthen, to point out, to uh, correct where where we can, uh, to help define, redefine, to help understand the cesspool that we find ourselves in. That is so murky that most people, even our pastors, don't seem to be able to see through. So let's take, let's look at it just from a purely uh, common constitutional. Uh, viewpoint for just a moment and before we do that i want to make available to you my book renewing the soul of america because uh... this book not only contains a wonderful chapter called the lamp of virtue but it also was endorsed by 38 national christian leaders why because it was radically different than any other book out concerning our country all the other books were finger pointing books At them, whoever them was. This book is not like that. This book provides the real answers that go to your life and my life and how we can truly, you and I can truly make a difference, not by electing somebody else to make the difference, but by being the difference ourselves. For instance, in the chapter called The Lamp of Virtue, it's predicated with these words. If I would have virtue, I must be virtuous. If I would have morality, I must be moral. If I would have goodness, I must be good. What do you think? It's an $18 book, yours for $15, on our website, saveus.org. Renewing the Soul of America. Don't you think we need that? You want to be encouraged? You want to have an uplifting vision for the future, looking at what's happened in the past. Over five hundred quotations in this book. I think it, I think you'll find it a great blessing. Fifteen dollars on our website, saveus.org, renewing the soul of America, and uh, you can write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia 23255. If you're writing a check at $5 for postage and handling, or you can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA. All right. Very quickly, let's go to the Bill of Rights. If we were to go to the Bill of Rights, just the first, uh, the first one, the First Amendment. The First Amendment. What do we find there? We find five elements that define a functioning democracy, the foundations for it. What are they? Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly. What are the others? Freedom of. Anyway, we we have five freedoms there. And. Those five freedoms define a functioning democratic society. So what happens if you miss freedom of religion? And others are telling you that what you you don't have the right, you don't have the freedom to express your uh, religious beliefs in a reasonable, sensible way reasoning with other people, writing about it, speaking in public, and so on. You don't have the right to do that because it offends me. Now what you've done is deified democracy and completely redefined it. You've counterfeited democracy to conform to your own viewpoint. Because that's not what the First Amendment tells us you not only have the freedom to exercise your religion, but you have the freedom from government or interference. You have total freedom, as long as you don't carry out uh, physical uh, negative behavior against others. How about freedom of speech? Well, St. Mary's at Notre Dame didn't want to give freedom of speech. Here was a so they want freedom of religion, but they don't want freedom of speech that would counteract and allow others with a different viewpoint concerning religion and concerning virtues instead of values. They don't want them to speak. Why? Because they're trying to superimpose their values on on your virtues and wipe out your virtues with their values. That's what it's about. It's about destroying virtue. That's what the deification of democracy does. When human beings elevate themselves over God's definition of virtue, we're in deep trouble, really, really deep trouble. That's where we are. That's what happened with the Silicon Valley Bank. The woke Democrat cesspool is deep and wide, said one article. The woke Democrat cesspool. Now, why did it use those terms? Because the Democrat Party has become the driving force for the deification of democracy, meaning My viewpoint is the only viewpoint, and I'm going to use my viewpoint to destroy you and to keep you from exercising all of those freedoms that we supposedly provided in the First Amendment. That's what it's about. It's redefined as wokeness. Wokeness is merely a popular term to describe the awakening of sin in the camp, and the recognizing of sinful viewpoints as the prevailing uh, viewpoints to be carried on in the culture. So, this bank, Silicon Valley, was the incarnation of that in its banking procedures, as was the signature bank in New York. Are you beginning to get a sense of how all of this connects. In Israel, the same thing is taking place. Uh, Dr. Joseph Frager, an MD, wrote a piece in Israel National News uh, just uh, today. He said, cancel culture has claimed another victory. The woke have been targeting the family unit for years. Society is held together by a strong family cohesiveness. It's been the backbone of civilization, and cancel culture couldn't care less. So the gist of his article is to show how so-called wokeness and cancel culture, which is the, shall we say, the destructive engine of wokeness or of the deification of democracy, is destroying the very foundations of the society, the family, by intent, because they've changed the virtues that were once embraced to so-called values that depend on every man's burden or every man's idea, but embraced then by a culture that melds all those ideas together as if they are the new dogma, to be preached by the high priests of wokeness. Are you beginning to see the picture? I hope. Then, Kirk Cameron's Saturday Storytime event for families and children in Fayetteville, Arkansas, was interrupted by a group of drag queens and LGBTQ activists. Here is Cameron, a virtuous and righteous guy, An actor, author, devout Christian, traveling to various public libraries around America to share messages of faith, family, and country as part of the Freedom Island Tour. But this Fayetteville event was marred by drag queens showing up at the library and intentionally blocking families and children from Cameron's reading Saturday morning while also making distracting remarks during the show. And as a result of this, I think this is the same situation where ultimately the librarian was canned because she permitted all this to go on by the drag queens. But friends, the drag queens are just dragging under the values of a redefined democracy that is the deification of democracy and designed to kill God and his authority. So, when in the 1960s, Time magazine had its famous cover story, Is God Dead? These new wokesters, and whether or not they are defining woke and embracing it openly, the entire Democrat Party and many Republicans now are also embracing the death of God, which means the death of virtue, and the raising up of a new banner called values. That's what's happening in Sweden, another Western country. As Sweden looks to reorganize its embattled $1 kroner, $90 billion pension system, following an embezzlement scandal, the office overseeing the process says it's not going to accept any applications from asset managers that don't incorporate ESG, environmental, social, and governance, into their strategies. What's that about? There's no freedom there. There's no democracy there. What they're doing in Sweden, which is, I'm I'm half Swedish, and I, I repudiate what they're doing there. It's wickedness, Shh, pure wickedness, friends. What they're doing is... Elevating democracy to Godhood, destroying the God of real democracy in order to counterfeit an alternative. Friends, that is what the Antichrist is going to do. He's going to pick up on this spirit. And the massive deception that he is going to carry out is going to be so great that the majority of this planet, including many, 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 many professing Christians, are going to capitulate. This is important.
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Click Cell Church.
0: Democracy is being destroyed by its deification. A counterfeit form of democracy has been born. This is part of the New world order that George H.W. George H. Bush spoke about in 1990 when he said, I see this new world order being born. This is part of it. It is a radically, totally anti-creator, anti-God movement that is designed to replace godliness with ungodliness, to replace virtue with vice and values. Values not defined by God, and not defined by the va- uh, Bible, but defined by a godless culture and its godless leaders that are seeking to build a one-world order, a one-world government to replace God. And ultimately, they will exalt, democratically, supposedly, they will exalt one man to be the ultimate ruler in place of God. His name is called Antichrist. So if you don't have a copy of my book Antichrist, you might just want to get it because it's going to help you understand how to identify the coming imposter. $22, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can write to us at Save America Ministries. PO box 70879 Richmond Virginia 23255 or you can call us at 1-800 save USA Now if you write you $5 for postage and handling now if you get both books Renewing the Soul of America and Antichrist then there will there will be uh, not two $5 postage and handling but one plus another $2 for the second book so a total of $7 so you'll save $3 that way Okay I have in my hands the latest issue of World Magazine. The title of the article in the business section is called Ministries of Truth with a Question Mark. The subtitle is this. Disinformation Services Blacklist Conservative Websites to Choke Off Billions in Ad Revenue. So here's what's happening. Publications, organizations, that have websites, that do radio programs, television programs, uh, that are on the Internet, like World Net Daily, these are being attacked, directly attacked, to prevent them from having sufficient funds to carry on. In other words, to shut them up. So they lose advertising revenue due to a third-party rating service that was created to defund online so-called disinformation. Well, who defines the disinformation? Those who are carrying on the nefarious replacement values for virtues. In other words, those who are embracing God-hating values for God-loving virtues that's what they're going after does that sound like democracy to you now they may have the freedom to do that but does that sound like democracy does that sound like the spirit of democracy to you i thought the spirit of democracy was to work toward working together for unity for love for compassion for one another uh, being willing to uh, listen to one another without getting into your your knickers into a twist all the time, I thought that's what it was about. Not anymore. Not anymore, friends. The effort is to absolutely shut off the spigot of any party that would gain advertising funds to support such a message of righteousness, of virtue. Now do you understand what I mean when I say we cannot on this program and never have had commercial advertising? Commercial advertising is virtually the death knell of a program like this because you give them power and you give them authority to cut you off If for some reason somebody complains to their business and they don't want the name of their business to be in any way connected with what you're saying, what you're doing, or what you're not saying, what you're not doing, and then all of a sudden you lose the funding, and now what are you going to do? No, we don't depend on that. We depend on God to work in the minds and hearts of his people. And to the extent that he does, we carry on. To the extent that he doesn't, we don't. We do what we can with what God provides. It is said that where God guides, he provides, and he's providing. We've been on the air now for, uh, in two months, it'll be 28 years, and we're still going. It's a virtual miracle. Are we on a thousand stations across the country? No. But just last month, the report is that we were actually heard. In 179 countries, who knows? Maybe we're heard in more people in other countries than we are in America. They see how wicked we become. They're deeply troubled about America. They're deeply troubled about the American church, American Christians, because we've been sucked into this thinking. Here's an elementary school teacher proud of confusing her students about gender. A Minnesota elementary school teacher under fire after social media videos surfaced featuring the instructor talking about the goal of confusing children about gender. Think about it. She's doing that in the name of democracy. That's not about democracy. That's about destruction. And then we have this report that just came. A Methodist Bible college in the UK fired a Christian theologian and threatened to report him as a terrorist because of his tweets in opposition to homosexuality. Think about this. This is our mother country, friends. Dr. Aaron Edwards taught theology at Cliff College in Derbyshire, England. He was dismissed from the school after being accused of bringing the college into disrepute on social media last month. How did he do that? By saying homosexuality is invading the church. That's what he said. Evangelicals, he said, no longer see the severity of this because they're busy apologizing for their apparently barbaric homophobia, whether or not it's true. He said, this is a gospel issue. If sin is no longer sin, we no longer need a savior, he said. And for that, he was fired. Why was he fired? He was fired because this Christian university in the UK had adopted a counterfeit democracy. In other words, elevating human values through the countercultural movement that is sweeping the entire Western world, rendering us vulnerable to our enemies, China and Russia and who knows, and, and North Korea and so on. We're highly vulnerable to them now because we have utterly shaken our fist in the face of the God who made and preserved us a nation. You may not like to hear that, but it's true. God will not be mocked. What men sow, they will reap, he said, including countries. Countries will be disciplined in this life, and you and I in the life to come. Then in another sense, a mother in Utah is speaking out after her daughter's middle school teacher, English teacher, handed out insects for children to eat as part of an assignment. The the assignment demanded that the kids write arguments in support of eating insects because eating cows was killing the world. Now, this is one teacher's viewpoint based upon the woke culture mandates of worldliness and godlessness, and here she is commanding her students To do that which is not necessarily virtuous. Is that democracy? No, that's dictatorship, friends. That's what happens when you pretend to become God. You become a dictator. It's happening in Colorado. Pro-abortion legislators in Colorado have introduced a package of three bills, each dedicated to protecting abortion. In addition to eliminating women's ability to make fully informed choices, the package would allow for taxpayer funding of abortion and the ability of minors to access birth control and abortion. It also threatens the First Amendment rights of pro-life medical professionals so that if they speak contrary to it, Colorado will remove their license. That's democracy? You've got to be kidding me. That's dictatorship, friends. That's the deification of democracy resulting in the dictatorship of humankind. And then, guess which group of people is promoting chat GPT and AI, artificial intelligence? Guess which group of people is driving that move? to take machines in place of people. It's the counterfeiters of democracy, almost exclusively. Godless people who are elevating democracy to deification. In other words, their rule as human beings deified while de- uh, suppressing or destroying God's rule in the earth. Those are the ones that are driving chat GPT and all AI. So listen to this. The creator of chat GPT is now warning the world. Listen, he's warning of AI dangers. He said humans will need to slow down this technology Artificial intelligence has the potential to replace workers, spread disinformation, and enable cyber attacks. He said, we've got to be careful. And he's absolutely right, friends, because the end result of these people is that they want to be God. Please, please listen. In the same way, I have three articles before me now. One from Israel and two from the States. Where universities now are targeting Israel. The people that God chose, the place where God chose to put his name there, they're targeting Israel as an apartheid state this week. Universities across America are holding Israel Apartheid Week. Do you see what they're actually doing, friends? In the name of woke democracy, they are actually destroying democracy, creating a counterfeit, and replacing God standing in the place of God to curse that which God says he blessed. Are you listening please this is not a game we're trying to help unravel this so that people can understand what's really taking place to help get a positive view of what we you and I can do to make a difference get a copy of my book renewing the soul of America an $18 book yours for $15 on our website saveus.org get a copy of Antichrist? How to Identify the Coming Impostor, $22 on our website. Write to us, call us 1-800-SAVE-USA, and really, seriously consider becoming a partner, friends. The more support we have, the broader we can get the message out. But we can't do that until God's people respond to his leaving. We'll be right back after that tomorrow. God bless, be a blessing.